My father was always we we thought he was funny, but he was so stern. stern. In the he way. had that. <laughs> You know, and I and that's why we connected so well because my dad too got that like I cut you in two seconds, right. but I'm also funny. Right. You know what You're listening to my father used to say live with Lady Bose. up everybody it's your girl lady bose and we're back with another episode of my father used to say as you can see i have a beautiful young lady and she's not just a young lady she's a woman also a beautiful and dear sister friend of mine we actually were um neighbors back in the day right we were high school neighbors i mean man childhood friends <laughs> we used to walk around and just get lost in the neighborhood okay um but i have mrs keisha howell davis and um what i love about mrs davis because you know she a missus she ain't playing games okay <laughs> All right, she's always had a poise about her. And you know, that's one of my favorite words, poised, honey, because ladies, we operate with elegance, okay? All right, but what I love about her is that she carries herself well and that she loves to have a good laugh and have a good time. And I can't wait for you guys to hear about all the wonderful things that she has accomplished in her life. Um, me knowing her as a dear sister, I can say that I'm very proud of her. You look good, honey. Honey child, let me tell you. Look, and she brought up my she brought my Jeep, okay? When she came to the studio, she brought my Jeep. Okay, that Jeep looks so good. So, um, but yes, talk to us about your childhood memories, some of the best moments in your life. I really want us to open the floor and just play catch up as girlfriends. Um one of the best memories I have as a child, I don't know, I, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, very much family oriented. So we got, we had our gatherings, you know, with all of our, I remember that. my aunts, cousins, every holiday, even if it wasn't a holiday, just to come by and chill. If my father wanted to cook on the grill, we mm -hmm. called everybody over. That's right. So um, just the camaraderie of having everyone together was probably the best things I used to yeah. enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in that, I would say I came along in the high school years, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we lived, where was that area we lived we in? We lived I in Stone Mountain, Georgia, yeah. Main Street Subdivision. Main Street yeah. Subdivision, <laughs> girl. That spot was popping back there girl. And, and, and it was so funny because you would call me and say you want to walk the neighborhood and i'd be like if my daddy would let me and you'd be like don't worry i'm gonna have my dad call your daddy he gonna be fine you know um but uh i i just remember how carefree you were can you share with me where that came from because i know that when you have family and you're able to have that freedom in your family, mm -hmm. you know, that comes from a place that they also were raised in. So can you talk a little bit about just maybe where that carefreeness came from? It's uh, yeah. definitely instilled um, as a young child. I mean, when I was younger, I guess, you know, we had discipline in the house. We were very much disciplined, yeah. but um, my parents, were able to let us, you know, gather, get into, or allow us to get into what we wanted to or what we enjoy. I remember that too. Yes. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I enjoyed, even as a young child, going outside playing. Um, I was very adventurous and going outside. Trust I would go. me. <laughs> I would want to go. And, you know, I was like, the as a young child, I was like a tomboy. Um, in a way that I would go, you know, the creek behind the house or down the street, I would go and find turtles and, yeah. you know, try and to And I'd be praying over you right. like, that is wrong. There's too much dirt for one child, right. you know. And I remember all that. Yes, yes, well, go ahead. Uh, he, you know, they enjoy, I mean, I was able to do that. And I guess the trust too, because like I said, 
we were disciplined, so we knew not to do nothing crazy that, you know, to disrespect our, our you know, de- deceive our parents, my parents or whatnot. So, you know, they could trust me to be out there. I could play with my friends as long as I was back before dark or, right, you know. the time frame. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I think that's where the carefreeness started to let me go out and be adventurous and develop and learn. And learn, and, you right. know, and, um you know, be around friends that I enjoyed or went to school with and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's where it started. But mm-hmm. even going into our high school years, yeah. you know, that's the age where you're really trying to develop and learn yourself. Yeah, in a that's way. true. That's true. So um, gathering that and utilizing, you know, my parents always told me not to be disrespectful, treat people like you wanted to be treated. And right. I always wanted to be loved and Treated, and treated respectfully. respectfully. So I remember that. I yeah. would try to, I do that too. I try to instill that even when I'm giving towards other people. So I think with that, it always um, built in my personality to just be carefree okay. and loving. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, treat people like you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, what were, do you think that the relationship that your mother and father had you know, also played into that carefreeness because some of the memories that I have, the mm-hmm. sweet memories of mom and papa was that they loved joking around, you know, and so they, they were looking for me during Thanksgiving, you know, uh, and it's amazing because this is the day after Thanksgiving. Right. So what a what a what a beautiful memory to have to bring that back and just talk about it. But do you think that not only in the discipline, but just in what you saw in them, like how did they date each other, love each other? Um, all that that stuff. was definitely eye-catching because because you look at the factor of there's a there they were the example of what I would want, you know, my yeah. marriage or you know how, I, how my marriage to be or how I would want to raise my children. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at their interactions and you know no couple's perfect, you know, yeah. so you have arguments and stuff, but. Even with that happening, I will always see them come back together, you know, bring bring it back yeah. in. And so that showed me re- resilience, you know, were they able like to it. bounce back in yeah. and, um, you know, and transparency. Wow. And yeah. so with that, I learned from them. And of course, yeah, my I'm <laughs> my father was always we we thought he was funny, but he was so stern. stern. In he way. had that. <laughs> You know, and I and that's why we connected so well because my dad too got that like I'll cut you in two seconds, right. but I'm also funny. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard. Like, should, should I laugh right now? Right. Because I remember that's what we used to do too. It was like, oh, right. oh, it's funny. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. You know, thank God we could laugh. It was literally like that, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was funny without knowing he was funny, and mm-hmm. it's the it was just things he would. Um, joke of, or not even joke. He's really telling us his life story, but mm-hmm. it will be funny to us mm-hmm. because we're like, like you Who know, for instance, uh, the recorder that the music teachers give you in school and mm-hmm. you know, elementary school or whatnot. I brought one home, and my father would say, uh, "Oh, I had that when I grew up. You know, back in the forties, fifties, and you know that we call that a flutophone." Flew the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, and he was serious, but we're cracking up. He's like, "Why y'all laughing? It's a yeah. flutophone." I'm it's like, a flutophone. No, so those little uh, instant, those examples were things that will go, go around in our house. Um, yeah. Even my mom joking with them, and you know, everyone. We always would joke, even to this day. Yeah, they know when we come in, I, I'm going to joke on mama, or mom's going to joke on me. That's we right. joke on dad. So right, it's just we had that good sense of humor built up as well. So right. they just gave us an all around three sixty mm-hmm. of a visual of what you family would probably is. want, what family is, yeah. and the dynamic of it, and how to build with it. Yeah, yeah, I loved coming over. <laughs> I loved, and guess what? Mama, Mama was wondering why I wasn't eating. <laughs> Get a plate. And I used to be like, this is the sweetest Kool-Aid in the world. How do you make this? And Keisha would like, step aside. Let me show you how it's done. Okay? I had never seen that much sugar. But, hey, I was drinking it only at their house because my parents would look at me with 10 heads. Okay? 
I love coming over because also I do remember um, just going to mama and dad's room and sitting on the bed yeah. with them. And they literally was like, both say, tell us the next story. <laughs> tell us the next story. And we were all laughing. Brittany was like half dead on the floor. <laughs> Brittany is My Keisha's sister. little sister. Mm -hmm. And we love you, Brittany, um, because we know you watching with the kids. Okay. I'm going to bring oh, you boy. one day when you, you got them on you know, babysitting duty because <laughs> we got to have quiet on the set, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and I just remember that and so much joy. And when I thought about people that I wanted to interview that now are super successful, have families, or even if they're working on families, whatever it was, when I was just thinking about who to interview that would be able to share with me, like their foundation and how they're also their, their love of their family or or even lack of, you know? When I was just thinking about that, your your name popped up fast because, you know, and I think I asked you weeks prior to, mm -hmm. you know, recently too, but it popped up because I remember, because I was in it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember that your father did leave a lot of lasting impressions even with me, mm -hmm. you know? And I remember him, he would look at me, he'd be like, oh, say, and obviously, actually, I was called Mary. That's something y'all don't know. But I, but I was called Mary in high school days just because I wasn't really um, accepting of my, my name. My yeah. It was hard because people would jack it up. So I was just like, just call me Mary. <laughs> you know, so he'd be like, Mary, you, know, you listening to what your dad telling you? I know he tough on you, but he's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. When you feel, when it gets too much, you come on over here and you tell us some more stories. And stuff. <laughs> you know, and he was just so loving in in a very stern way like that mm -hmm. right there that i feel like society nowadays Makes they don't under yeah they don't understand it mm -hmm. and i think that it's the lack thereof mm -hmm. of having fathers in this day and age in this culture because some aren't sticking around some are imprisoned some are um not even knowing their fathers because the mm -hmm. women are keeping it from them mm -hmm. so you know it's not all men's fault but right. whatever the case may be these children don't have the a father. foundation mm -hmm. and that foundation that foundation that i'm speaking of that's why this this um podcast is really dear to me is fathers and like the importance of instilling a male figure in a child's life while mm -hmm. they're coming up i really want um people to understand how you've become successful through that because some people will say well here's the game plan that i use to become successful here's the um the business plan here's mm -hmm. the method of education i and took that works too. that mm -hmm. works as well but <laughs> right and that's why we're here because um, these successful people like you who have come a long way. We're going to talk about oh, it. Yes. It's a lot. <laughs> so, ooh, it's a lot. But I think that it's important that people hear your story. Mm -hmm. Because we lost touch when I went to college. Yeah. But I was so glad when I found you on Facebook again. <laughs> I missed a large or huge part of your life. And... Um, you were still the set. Like, it was so, and it was in such a very broken part in my life, but I was just still trying to be happy. And I don't know if you know how much this meant to me. I'm going to try not to cry and say this, like, but, oh, God. <laughs> Look, you got the tissue. You might need to pass me one. Ooh, pass me one. Just pass me one, okay? But I just remember it was a very hard time in my life, and you um, you bought clothes for Sade, you remember uh, yeah, that? Yeah. Ooh, that was very important to me. Mm -hmm. Um because I didn't have much and I left the marriage without much. Mm -hmm. And I wanted her to be loved and you you went I know I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> but um this right eye keeps leaking. This this eye this um <laughs> This uh, uh, flashlight thing situation. <laughs> I was in a flight and fight mode. Mm -hmm. And I was very misunderstood by a lot of people. But I want people to know how much what you're about to talk about and who you are. One of the reasons is because you were raised well. Mm -hmm. 
you yeah. were raised well and you you had such a big heart like and don't get it twisted she's not just tall like her heart is taller okay <laughs> tell them how tall you are sis six foot two amen <laughs> and guess what on top of that let me get these tears out my eyes but uh <laughs> on top of that how how about she had the nerve to, to want to wear heels in high school she loved them things i'd be like you 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 want to get any taller today? I mean, I was trying to hug you. And you I know. still wear them. Yes. She wears them proudly, okay? <laughs> what did you feel in that time? Because I know in that time you were still um, married, newly, freshly newly, married, yeah. right? And I think that was around 2013. Mm-hmm. So talk oh, to me. About five years. Yeah, it was about you had four years-ish. Four years mm-hmm. So 2013 was when that time happened, when we reconnected. Talk to me about the years that I missed, cause I left in '99. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know it's a lot, but um. But no, that was a that was the learning aspect of becoming Keisha, I guess you could say, um, because you were ninety in the class in '99. I was class at two thousand. Mm-hmm. So as you left, I was leaving the year after. Okay. To go to college, and I went to Albany State mm-hmm. University. <laughs> um, but um, going into college, you know, trying to find myself, um, it took a lot. You know, you're coming in straight out of high school into college, trying to learn. You're in a new, I'm in a new city area right. in Doherty County, Georgia, Albany, Georgia, Southwest Georgia. Right. Um, it's about two hours away from here. Right. <laughs> and not knowing the area, not knowing the school or anybody, though I had to learn myself. So with that, I would try to, you know, I, of course I gained friends. I've had, I've gained a lot of best friends during that time. But even still, it's still trying to develop. You know, you go to college, you're trying to find a career to get into. So what kind of career base do you want? What mm-hmm. do you want to do for the lifelong end? Yeah. So let think me, about all that. Let me interject and say, while you're thinking about all that and you're making the transitions, were there any things that your father instilled in you through that Oh, time? definitely. Like Number anything? one, he it yeah. was a school. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't choose a school. Mm-hmm. He chose it for me. Okay. Um, those things, even still, my father was big on education. Yeah. Very yeah. big <laughs> on education. It was either I go to college, go to the military, or get a job but if mm-hmm. I get a job I have to move out like that was my dad's right, right, top right, three right. things so mm-hmm. um, he instilled education into us since birth almost right. so going into that um, he didn't want me to go far because I wanted to go out of state <laughs> but mm-hmm. he wanted me to stay somewhat close further enough to be on my own but close enough to where he could get to me um, yeah father's love right <laughs> Um, even when I would struggle while I was in school, you know, he would kind of reiterate the the importance of why I'm there. Right. And so those transitions, um, kind of guided me. Um, and of course through college, I think the biggest outcome was when my father passed away my senior Mm -hmm. year of college. Um, so Mm, it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. It's 2005. It shouldn't be this hard, but yeah. Um, it's okay. Even when he passed away, mm-hmm. I think that kind of built me into yeah. thinking, developing a mindset that I have to do what he wanted me to do. Yeah. And what he instilled in me to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was I have to finish college. Um, because at that point when he passed, I was mm. I was really about to give up. Mm-hmm. I think you shared that. Yeah, with me. I was. Yeah. I was really. I'm like. I'm just. I'm. It's my senior year of college, and I'm like, um, my point? dad's not here. What am I doing this for? Yeah, what's the? Because I felt like I was trying to, in the beginning, I felt like I was trying to please him, to finish college, college. because he wanted it so. But I wanted it too. But he really wanted yeah. to see me do it. Yeah. And when he passed, I was just like. It felt like the the urge to do it kind of faded for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it's kind of like that awakening moment that right. clicked, and I, well, it's like I had a dream one day, and mm-hmm. it's like he came in my dreams, like you're gonna you're gonna finish the wow. job. Wow. 
you're going to do what you wow. were destined to do. And wow. he was like, you didn't come all that. You didn't come this far to quit. Yes. Sis. So hmm. I had to build my urge that I had to build that strength back to say, okay, I'm going I'm to do it. Yeah. So it was very, and he, and even then his spirit came to yeah. you. Oh yeah. You even know? the day, the day yeah. he passed, I, we're at the hospital mm. and I was in town because he was in the hospital mm. and, you know, we knew he died of a stroke, but we knew that he was in a coma at the time and mm. we were sleeping and he came to me in my dream. Wow. And, you know, all the while my, everybody, my family from Florida, everyone came in to be around him, but he came to me in my dream and it was like, he told me, he said, I'm not going to make it baby girl, but tell everybody that I love them. He was like, be the, be the rock for your, for the family. They're going to need you. And, um, I never knew that I didn't know that I woke up like shocked. Cause I'm like, what, why is daddy in my dream? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, I didn't understand it. So when I got up, woke up, the doctor had just walked in and he pretty much was breaking the news that we would have to make a decision. And that's when, um, when I heard the doctor said, I, I ran to my mom. I was like, dad's not going to make it. We got to take care. We got to let him go. He's, he's leaving. Wow. And um, my How mom was kind of like, no, he's not. No, he's not a doctor. She wasn't, ha- she wasn't trying to hear that right, right now. And yeah. so with that, from then on, I felt not only was I, because I'm a true daddy's girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real daddy's girl. But so not only did I have the connect, I felt, I felt this strength and kind of like a embodied spiritual being with him now. And it's more like, okay, yeah, I was physically, he was my physical strength, but now he's my spiritual strength. Too. Come on. So I, I, um, I embodied that and utilized that even from that day he died to when I had to go back to school and finish up without him. And that's when mm-hmm. I had to keep, building that strength up to say yeah. no this is what he wants me to do yeah and so that that transition from college um where I graduated yeah. <laughs> with my degree yeah and what did you graduate from with a psychology degree of all things of all things <laughs> right right um psychology right. degree in psychology and um did you always wanted to do that I did I did. Um, because of my childhood, um, you know, like I said, families aren't perfect, but, you know, I endured a childhood trauma at a very, very young age. And so with that trauma, I had to go through counseling and whatnot. And with that, um, I kind of loved the way the interaction with the counselor went. Is this something you told me before? I probably did, yeah. You did? Yeah. Is it something you're comfortable talking about now? Or no? It's okay. <laughs> um, it was I was sexually abused okay. as a child. Okay. And um that Sorry to hear that, that was something that kinda played with me growing up just like any kind of childhood trauma, any child that's been through a trauma, trauma. mentally it could, you know, make them alter. Exactly. Yeah. Um and it never really altered it. Once it was, you know, I was, it came out and we were able to move forward. It was still, people think that, okay, well, I put you through counseling. It I should be the, all right. You should be good. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's where the trying times of growing up as a teenager came in because mm-hmm. the low self-esteem, the mm-hmm. um, peer pressure of wanting to fit in because you want to feel accepted and, yeah. um, I had very low self-esteem back then because of that. And wow. I didn't have the confidence. I, I never knew that. Yeah. Um. Know, and, and maybe you did tell me, but I think this is where love and friendship exactly. comes in because I never saw any fault in you. I looked uh-huh. up to you. <laughs> Why are you making me cry? Yeah, I, just look at you like, <laughs> I can't even look at you. That's how much I love this girl. Okay. <laughs> I cannot look at her without crying or laughing. So it's either one of the Everybody two. Cry or laugh. Yeah, and we've always been that way. We can either cry or laugh. It's, it, there's nothing else right. in our connection but love, okay? But 
I never saw, I never, you, you, you're talking to me. I'm feel like I'm relearning you oh. because <laughs> yeah, because I didn't know I mean, a lot of people did no, um, you know, they just, so many different things, yeah. you know, just even in like self-esteem things. Like mm-hmm. I saw you and I was like, Keisha bomb. Okay. <laughs> Keisha got them long legs. You know what I'm saying? She out here. She, she get her beauty on. Like she'll go out and hang out and I'll be like, I want to hang out too. <laughs> Cause my dad, my dad strict was on another level. Okay. But, um, you know, and I, maybe, maybe that's just the youngness of being, you know, a teenager mm-hmm. and, and just seeing people's lives and, and not seeing fault because you also admire that life, you know, right. and that person too. Like mm-hmm. I admire you. I like, you know, and I used to, I used to even tell myself, man, I wish I could play basketball like that. You know, I don't even know if I bounce, it's just going to go all over the place. And she's just grabbing the whole ball with her whole palm, you know, like, so, you know, just different little things that I remember about you. I thought was super cool, you know? Um, but thank God that he still found ways to cradle you, mm-hmm. honestly, because without mom and dad, oh, yeah, that could have went it would have went way, way less. Yeah. Without that foundation. Exactly. And I think the protection of my father um, during that time when Mm -hmm. it came about, Mm -hmm. um, my dad, my dad was a true protector. Um, He is a true provider. Amen. But he was, he was my security. Yeah. And um, that's one thing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) That's one thing that um, when that occurred and when it came about and how my, um, Mm -hmm. How my dad um, yeah. protected me in the way of once he found out, he went into protector mode, beast and mode, beast mode, if yeah. you can say. Right. And that instilled, and that kind of shows me, showed me that no matter that that's the bill that you that that kind of starts the the checkpoint of what you want the man mm-hmm. in your life to do Ooh, for you as well, girl. So, um. That started my checkpoint, like, oh my, the way my dad stepped in for yeah. me, I want, that's what I want all the, all the time. Even when I get older and married, I want my husband to do that for to me and my, my child or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, those things are what he continuously, those are like one of the many checkpoints I right. use to, to venture out how I want my future husband at the time, my yeah. future husband to be. Yeah. So, um, but with that, I mean, it was a little tough, but having the foundation with my parents who, even though, and that's the thing, a lot of people say, well, I tell my kid, I love them. I tell my daughter, my son or whatnot, I love them. I tell my daughter, she's beautiful every Mm -hmm, day. mm -hmm. But when you go through a trauma like that, it's kind of hard. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, you say that because you're my family. You say that because we're friends or whatnot, but a person has to feel it within. And one thing about trauma is that it could take you yes. out of your out of your shell. Okay. And um, have you your it, your your shell is here, your body, but your trauma is sitting on the side, and it's kind of like reminding torment. you. It's a torment in a way. So it's always so that kind of geared me with the degree of wanting wanting to get into my field mm-hmm. that I'm in because I wanted to heal other Others, people yeah. yeah the same way that I was healed yeah so um that came into psychology with my degree in psychology however instead of being the psychologist and you know <laughs> going about the clinical field right. I went into social work. Okay. With social services. So kind of like I wanted to be the frontline person to help those kids that went through traumas and wanted to be the person. First line, like what they call it, first liners? or for, first? Yeah, for, yeah, the first line, uh, or for, pretty much we're the first responders. First responders. Some, yeah. some form of way. Yeah. Outside of police or whatnot, but mm-hmm. when a child is in, you know, everyone hears the defects. And yes. that's pretty much where my co- career was with uh, defects, mm-hmm. but we were the first responders to child traumas. Okay. Okay. So if something happens, we're going to be the first one to show back the door, the first one to assess it and remove right. a kid out the situation if that's if that's needed. Yes. Or heal the family with you know services, In- interventions, exactly. and stuff. Right. 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 
So that kind of geared was my past that geared me to go in the line of uh, career of my career that I'm in now. Right, right. And um, how did your parents feel? Your father specifically, how did he feel about <laughs> you wanting to do that? Oh, he was that? good. And when he would laugh uh, when I was younger, this was probably like I was about eight years old, and he asked me what did I want to be when I grew up, and I, I was serious at the time. I said I want to be a police officer. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Go shut you down. Right, right, right. right. Like, he was like, It's too dangerous for you. You're not going to be a police officer. But right. um, so when I jumped into when he asked me going into high school what I wanted to. Um, go into college doing and I said well I think I want to be a psychologist and right. he's like there you go <laughs> right, right and I like how he kept asking you to oh, see yeah. if it fit something that made sense to him and that was going to be good for you right as yeah. opposed to just completely like twisting your and, arm uh, like you me. go be right. <laughs> a lawyer no. is what I said you know because that that's how Keisha's dad used to talk like he had that strong voice <laughs> Oh, saying you gonna eat, Mary? <laughs> yes, pops. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> That's good time. Good time. Yeah, he he was happy with that, but when mm-hmm. he asked me the same question of why, mm-hmm. and I went through that whole still with him of why I wanted to go in that field, and he said, "You know what? I could see that." He's yeah. like, "Yeah, you go do that," and so that was his push. Every right. time if I did something wrong in class or school, he would come back. He's like, you think a psychologist know how to? You think a psychology major will, uh, you know, yeah. make a bad grade on their test? And right. so I'm like, right. okay, I get it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is there something that he would instill in you or he always used to say to you that was like, man, I I say that now or when I'm doing something with my Ooh, family. I repeat you my, know, I repeat, repeat my same yeah, sayings. Yeah, same. them same sayings. Like my dad always used to be like, I don't care what you do. <laughs> I just want you to do it to the glory of the Lord. <laughs> he, he was, you already know that. <laughs> my dad said, I don't raise no failures. We don't raise failures. Um <laughs> And, that is definitely his personality. Yeah, I don't raise yeah. no failures. And so I I kind of, and I got, I think my daughter, I, I'm more of the disciplinarian too in my with my family, okay. with my daughter, because mm-hmm. my dad was the disciplinarian for me. Yeah. So, so you know all the right oh things yeah, to say. I, like she made a bad grade on um, a test once and she didn't want to show me. And when I got on her for one, not showing me, and two, the the fact that she should have studied and did what she was supposed to do. Right. I found myself saying, well, we don't raise no failures in this house. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and then when I said, I'm like, oh, there goes dad. <laughs> when you were younger and he would say that, would that upset you? No, because I knew that why he was saying it. And mm-hmm. that's one thing. I never got in trouble for, I never talked back. I never yeah. Uh, went past curfew or did you know the outside stuff? My troubles came from school. And, yeah, uh, you know, in high friends school, and, and I never got in trouble with hanging with friends. Okay, it was always oh studying. Yeah, okay, the studying grades. and the grades was my issue. Like okay. I went and my dad, he was like, I don't know why you just don't you know do this and do it right or whatever. He's like, you want to go to college, you're not gonna make it doing this. And right, so, right. Those things. Um. I don't know. And then, like, when I got to ninth grade or after ninth grade and into 10th grade, it clicked. And I just started making A's and B's all of a sudden. He was wow. like, oh, man, we went through all this. Right, tonight. right. <laughs> yeah. I got tired Heart. of being on punishment. So it was kind of like it clicked and like, oh, he should get right. You right, know, are you right. going to keep losing your phone privileges? So right. I'm like, gosh, okay. But it's also, yeah, on top of not wanting to be in trouble anymore. But yeah, it's like, I do want to make something of myself. Right. I, I do, do want to become be, someone. Be someone. And um, I'm no, I'm not going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And I, and you know, we had examples. I had examples of friends who had already graduated or couldn't graduate, had to go, had to leave school or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And looking at all of that, I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to be a failure. Right. Right. So right. let me do what I need to do to move, move up. 
and that's what I utilize, of course, with him yeah. in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that helped, but it was more like you have to push yourself to, you know, just kind of like with God. God is your guidance. Right. But you have to be able to push yourself under the word. Right. So listen to the word, get it, but you have to believe in yourself. You can't just think God is going to just help you. you. Like some people say, me and God got an understanding. Right. Right. And you'd be like, but you're about to go rob a bank. No, right. Yeah, How that does that part. work? Exactly. <laughs> so you got to be able to want it and he'll guide you. He'll show you the path, but you have to walk with, you know, he'll, he'll guide you through it, but it's up to you to walk through that path. Come on. Him. I love it. So, um, with that, that, that's kind of like the mechanism that I used all my life. It's like, okay, even in the troubles that I've come across, it's like, okay, I know I shouldn't be doing this. So, you know, I need to do better. Mm-hmm. And it's more like I have, you have to have ambition and want to do it. And so mm-hmm. that's what, Help me and my dad instilled that with me. We went to church every Sunday. That's right. So you know, <laughs> hearing the word with uh, at church every Sunday, he instilled the spiritual part of it, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's what guided me. It's like, yeah, I need to do better, but mm-hmm. I have to want to do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's when it kicked in. Right, right. Would you also say that because of your father's spiritual, you know, belief? That it made it easier for you to also follow because, I mean, let's say he didn't believe in anything, you know, mm-hmm. let's say he just was out there. Would it be the same foundational teaching, do you think? Um, if, if he never instilled in the spiritual and I think the spiritual guidance is like you have a physical realm here on, on earth. earth and, you know, you have a guidance of, yeah, don't do that. Do this. Do as I say from your parents, boss, or whatever. But mentally, consciously, is a mental, like who guides you on the mental end. We weren't right. created just from nothing. nothing. Right. God puts, the brain is a powerful thing. And God puts, God utilized, he, he scientifically put that in together to re- make sure that you can have a good conscience to know right from wrong. And so even then, I use the factor of, yes, my dad was a disciplinarian. He was my guide physically. Mm -hmm. But I have a conscience, and I know my conscience wouldn't have been what it is if it wasn't for God. That's right. And so bringing the word in, it educates me on why I have this conscience. Why why do you hear that voice in the back Back of your your head head, that says, Yeah, I don't think you should do that. Right. Or, um, yeah, treat them. You need to treat them a little better than that. Or you need to make sure, you know, you drive, or you ever get that voice where you're driving past and you see the homeless woman on the corner with yeah. her kid. And, you know, sometimes people may drive by and they look. And even though they may not stop, I'm, I can guarantee you in the back of their head, they're feeling, they're hearing something say, man, that's sad. Or, oh, I wish I could do something. Right, you said a lot right there. You said so, a whole sermon right there. <laughs> so that's the back. That's that mental that God instills. So I mean, I don't think. I think with that, it's kind of a, a if you don't have the spiritual. And I know I've had friends who d- didn't grow up in the church, right? But um, they were able to differentiate right from wrong. Right. 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 I mean, you have laws and all that stuff you got to follow. But it was still, it's almost, almost like you know the right thing. Right, right. Your some people just does. exactly. Yeah. It, some people choose to ignore it, so mm-hmm. that's why you have the violence in the world today. Yes. Some people choose to ignore it, and if they do so, then they'll face repercussions, whether that be here on earth mm-hmm. or <laughs> yeah. when they face God later yeah. on. But they face that. But I've had parents who do, who didn't have that spiritual guidance, but can still relate in a way of saying yeah Keisha you're right you know that that doesn't I shouldn't do that um and it's sometimes in gathering later on the spiritual end can guide them through to make them yeah. understand how to move forward but I think um a guy a dad my dad putting that force of into me it helped me on both ends on both ends exactly. yeah how did you meet and how did you find the one that would be your new earthly protector. 
Happy. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, bro? Hey. What's up? Hey, boo. <laughs> um, that was it. We met in college. Um, mm-hmm. my shockingly, I met him online initially okay. um, because that back then, back in '99, was it my my space? Yahoo. Yahoo. Uh, Yahoo. Okay, you got mail. <laughs> we, right. Okay. <laughs> We had uh, Yahoo back then, and there was a chat room. I don't know for everyone in the early 40s, late 30s probably know, but we had the chat room, and that was my senior year of high school. We were, I'm in a chat room chatting it up, and Mm -hmm. you know, everyone's like, what college you going to, Keisha? I'm like, oh, my dad's making me go to Albany State. Yeah, (laughs) right, right. So when I did that, um, this guy... posted or uh, he made a post saying yeah I'll be going there with my brother and stuff I was like okay well I'll see you there right um so I met him our freshman year mm-hmm. we um we kind of met each other late freshman year and I didn't initially like him at first he was he was I hear that the- a lot <laughs> I hear like the good marriages they be like yeah I wasn't really yeah. feeling them you well know? it was more like um you know he was a football player and he came fresh uh, freshman practice and we're all in the cafeteria getting ready for lunch and he waves at me like hey it's me and I look at him I'm like you, you, went, you came straight from the field yeah you didn't right. shower because right. you know us we dainty I'm, what I tell you we got poise honey right. <laughs> so at first I was like okay I don't know but hey uh-huh. um, but then he kind of cleaned up after that semester he after the football season was over he came he before we went home for the Christmas break and he stopped me he said hey since we're gonna be home you know, let's hang out. So I said, okay, you know. Right, right. So when he came and picked me up, that's when we got home, he cut the hair, he looked clean. I said, okay, you do look cute. I, I okay. know. And you, and you gave him a chance. I did. I that's did. sweet. Did that come from anywhere? Or did, did was it more like a, um, um I guess, or was no, did it came from something you've it always... It was something I felt with him. Okay. Um, because he was even though my husband who people meet him he's quiet Mm -hmm. he's reserved um but you kind of he feel he kind of has that manliness about him to where I still like them you know but I wouldn't mind you know wanting to hang with him so and that too I mean I don't necessarily not all the time that I judge a book by it's coming but you do have to look clean you can't yes. just come from football practice you can't just have mud all over your shirt honey you have mud on your shirt but, but you know when he came about and how he approached me I said okay yeah yeah you, you like could. it yeah mm-hmm. so ever since then um, my dad and that this part is what geared me to know that I needed I wanted this man to be with me was yeah. because when he first met my father, um, that same, you know, we decided to start dating and he became my boyfriend. So my dad found out I had a boyfriend. He's Ooh, like, well, who is this guy? You you beat me to it. Cause I was about to ask now, how did daddy receive well, that? That, was, that right. was the thing. We came home for another break. I think this was probably like a, uh, Memorial day break or something. And, um, you know, my dad, I walked him, brought him in, and my dad usually, and I saw the difference in, I mean, I've dated beforehand. I saw a, di- saw a difference in my dad's expression. Right. Normally, if I brought a guy in and say, hey, dad, this is such and such, and yeah. my dad would kind of flex up and you know, look all mad and stern yeah, and yeah, poke yeah. his chest muscles out. Yeah, and, yeah, and do all this extra. <laughs> right, do all this yeah, extra. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the kitchen and I'm walking. I'm over here like biting my nails like uh-huh. oh gosh. And I look at my dad and he looked up because my husband six four. Yeah. So he looked up at him and my dad was five. He was five nine. Shockingly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he looked up at him. He was just like, "Hey, son, how you doing?" I was like, "Son," because <laughs> Papa was in the spirit. You don't know. I'm like, you don't know this man. He don't play with Papa. He son. knew. And um, he grabbed, he shook his hand, and he looked at him. He said, "Hey, you know, nice to meet you. What's your name?" And mm-hmm. you know, my husband told him his name, and he said, "What's your major?" Mm-hmm. And my husband said, "I'm he majoring. He's majoring in computer science." 
And that kind of geared my dad's ear, eyes a little bit because my dad was a computer engineer. So he, that kind of geared him. And then he found out he played football. So that's another favorite for my father. And mm-hmm. that's when my dad was like, oh, you're going to keep him. I'm like, uh-huh. this uh-huh. is odd. Normally, How you going to tell me? Right? I'm like, dad, this is odd. Normally you're telling me. On the carry, you know, he, yeah. he always, you know, shunned away shunned anybody away. else. So right. I'm like, hmm, okay. Right. <laughs> so even still, even during the relationship standpoints, our ups and downs in my, with my um now husband, but back then my boyfriend, mm-hmm. and, you know, we break up, get back together, break up, mm-hmm. but it was still in my head, like. Gotta try to figure something I think, out. Yeah, for this it's, guy. it's something that is it's sticking me to him. Yeah. And I think too, especially the fact of um of course when my father passed away and my mm-hmm. now husband, but back then he was even still during our down times, he was still there. Yeah. To comfort me. Even if we Beautiful. weren't together, he was like, No, I'm gonna take you to your dad. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna be with you. You yeah. know, all through this he time. He didn't wanna leave you alone. It, right. And um, I saw that although I was going through the issues of losing my father because, you know, mentally you lose a parent, it can kind of have you resent a lot of things. things. And um, I kind of shunned people away during that time. I pushed a a good number of people away, including um, my husband, my my boyfriend at the time was him, but I even pushed him out because Mm. I just felt like, the one true, the first love of man, yeah. my first male love that I ever had gone. is gone. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. And so I pushed a lot of people out. I kind of, I became reckless in a way mentally. And mm-hmm. that's when even still going through that, yeah. this man never left. Yeah. You know, he was still called. He was still um, check in. Um, even if he was in another relationship yeah. and I was in another, he was still calling. Well, that's me. what you call God pay love. It yeah, starts well, there. Yes. It starts there. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I was telling a friend of mine today. I said, God pay love is what we lack in the earth. Now mm-hmm. we, we looking for like immediate, like lustful love right. or romantic love. Right. We just skip over. We ask the name and then we trying to get jump in the bed. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's not lasting, mm-hmm. you know? And then of course, you know, some people do try their best to get that, that love and wait, but mm-hmm. then they're married to someone who isn't on the same wavelength. Right. And so now it tarnishes that other person who really was trying to do it right from mm-hmm. the beginning. Exactly. And I told him, I said, if we can learn how to get back to, even with the mistakes mm-hmm. and the, the whatever, like you said, the, the breakups and the get back, mm-hmm. but we can learn to get back to agape love, then the one person that you know you love, just because they're not ready or just because they're going through something, don't punish them. Right, right, and that's, see that, and right. then love them through it. Right, and he, and I think the with me breaking up with him when my dad passed, it broke his heart, you know, mm-hmm. um, because Cause he, he wanted he to it. marry me fresh out of college. He's like, let's get Aww. married after college. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 like, no, uh, I'm not ready. For you know that. how we are. <laughs> you know, right. I still want to go and gallivant. Right, there you go. That's gallivant what, in the city. That's why, I mean, I did the coming to America. It's like, yeah. I think we should, you know, go home. So, Chill out. Royal Oaks a little bit, see right. what happens. Right, 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 right. And I, um, with that, it, it still, even though it broke his heart, he still was there. And mm-hmm. that's what I saw. I'm like, he really... You yeah, really want to be in, you know, be be with me. So it makes it easier too. Exactly, exactly. It makes it easier. Um, it made it easy, and of course, with then I turn around. I'm dating and all these nonsense jokers. The, yeah, the ones that I'm like, what am I mm-hmm. doing? Yeah, <laughs> and that's what it was kind of like. That waking mama, like Keisha, what the heck are you doing? Right, <laughs> I'm like, right. And I'm sitting in the bed, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. What right. am I doing? <laughs> like. And, you know, then it got to the point where, yeah, yes, I need to um, get right. Go ahead and call him. Did you call him? I did. I called him, and shockingly, he was in a relationship at the time. Mm. And, you know, I understood it. I respected it. But, you know, too, 
what linked us back together was um, a mutual friend of ours. His best friend and my best friend got married. Okay. And with that, we both were in a wedding. And even you know, though we weren't know, together. And sparks will fly, right. though, when it's real. <laughs> right. We weren't together at the time. But, you know, it was kind of like it hits you when you see each other. And he was like, oh, when we leaving the wedding, he's like, oh, me, you need to talk. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so ever since then, um, that was 2007, 2008. We've been inseparable. Uh, I love it. Since. And that was the time that I left Atlanta a second time. Mm. I left in 2008. And... Um, yeah, so it's interesting. Every time I left, something happened. Jesus, Lord. <laughs> but I'm here to stay now, I think. Yes, she is. Uh, right, right. <laughs> like, I don't know what be happening. You know, stuff just be taking off. But, um, yeah, I've been here um, since about 2013, like mm-hmm. I said, when we reconnected. And I just love that um, in this season, like, after all you've gone through, after all you've been through, God leading you to your husband and your husband being led to you with all of that. When you had your daughter, um, were there things that you innately knew like, oh, yes, everything that made me who I am today, along with my husband being a father, he being a father himself. I'm going to do the best that I can to make sure she has those similar foundations. Oh, definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. I, my one thing, and I know where this is, my father used to say, no. my mother always told me, don't lay with somebody. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't uh, establish something like a family with someone that uh, you don't see yourself. You don't see the things that you want in that, in that person to build that family with. So like, um, you know, kind of like don't have a baby with someone that you know doesn't have the foundations of a good father or a good someone that you, you are that line. Like my father is my, um, he was my pedal. He was my, mm-hmm. you know, model on a pedal. Model, per yeah. Se. Yeah. And on a pedestal. And mm-hmm. that was how I geared towards how, what I look for in mm-hmm. a man. Right. And my looking at my husband, I saw that, you know, there are things he, he had that my father had one. Number one, he's a hard worker. Right. Um, he is still, my husband works hard. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a family guy. Yeah. He wanted a family. Right. Um, I love it. He's big. His, he's in two. I know sometimes you can't, you may find someone who didn't have or who didn't grow up with both their parents and yeah. might have lacked somebody or mother or father in that aspect. But I did, I was lucky enough to marry someone who grew up with, who had both his oh. parents. So he also had the foundation of. Very similar to what you had. Right. right. The, the foundation of the provider, the father, the mother, the caring and nurturing mother like I did and yeah. stuff. So utilizing knowing that and he had the spiritual and he grew up in the church too his mom was an evangelist um mm. so i had this he had the spiritual he's not afraid to break down and pray um I'm on. so those things that i looked into him and although yeah you know we're all human we have faults but he had those qualities and knowing that if i lay with him and have a child with him He's going to love and care for my ch- our child right. the same way my father loved Did. and cared for me. Yeah. And so, I mean, my a lot of people, I know a lot of guys hate, they, they will always say, well, I'm not your dad, so you can't, you know, compare me to Yeah, him. or put that. And it's not I... necessarily comparing, but you got to understand that a woman who has a father, who grew up with a good father, mm-hmm. that's the first love yeah. of a woman. Yeah. And so you have a lot to match up for. You, yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you got some competition. You either got to be equal or above. <laughs> right, but so. you ain't going to be below. <laughs> exactly. What I do, what I look like trying to dig into the foundation. Exactly. This is the, this is it. And then we going up. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. So it's not necessarily necessarily mm-hmm. like well she wants me to be her dad it's right. not that it's more of exemplars what do you what can you do to match that because this is this is her mm-hmm. example all her life and you can't break an example just like a man probably wants a woman that could cook like his mother right 
And anything below, he's gonna, <laughs> he gonna give you a look every a time. Woman that you know at least like, can do something like he or that nurturing feeling, like his mother. Like right. He wants a woman that's embedded with that too. But so, but we're not saying, yeah. Well, we're not your mama. Yeah, or we, equal to. Exactly. It's just that. Do you have suitable qualities? Exactly. And I love that word. A friend of mine, you know, talked about people forgetting that in the word, mm-hmm. the word suitable. Mm-hmm. is what you know they talked about when finding a mate it's right. not that they're perfect or the they are the only thing right. it's what is suitable exactly. because there's going to be many people you're going to meet all through your life mm-hmm. so that would give you the truth of the the point uh, to say that <clears throat> there isn't really a one person for you there is a suitable person for mm-hmm. you that you can choose to be with that will help you through your life. Exactly. You know, and if you miss out on that person, then maybe you might get better or maybe you might get less. But right. that was the best suited for you. Right. You just was too stupid to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, but I, I think that all the qualities that, you know, your father taught you, mother as well, you know, I think that also comes from Again, we talked about it earlier, that strong spiritual foundation. Mm -hmm. And I think that even deeper than all of what we've talked about today is what you said when you were like, if not for the natural conscience that you had, along with the upbringing, life could have went very differently if you chose to ignore it. Mm -hmm. But you always listen to that voice. Mm -hmm. like, and, And I saw it, like, like I said, that that moment in my life where I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I could ask anybody for anything, Mm -hmm. but I just said, let me see, you know, if, if it was going to be okay. And it was so much more than okay. (laughs) I was just like, wow, you know, I aspire to be able to give back to my friend in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not there yet. Trust, no, but once no. I get there, you gonna be thing, you gonna be thing, so shocked. <laughs> one thing, no, well, one thing I I did, you know, that was instilled in me growing mm-hmm. up too is don't give, don't give or do for people and for receipt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you do what's in your heart, mm-hmm. and I always tell people, no matter uh, what I do, it's all from the heart, and mm-hmm. I and I'm and I. My husband's the same way. We don't do for others. And even if we do it, that's why I hate when people say, I'll pay you back. I'm like, no, mm-hmm, don't. Because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't doing it for that for reason. For that reason. I was doing Just it because out of love. Yeah. And, you know, I want I want you to have. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't, we don't worry about it. No more. I know. And <laughs> I know. And people do say that. And they've said it to me. And I think that. You know, so long as the heart isn't expecting and the person and the person just genuinely sees you just as you saw them, then it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful exchange. Yeah, it's a beautiful. And and I and my love language is time well spent. So Mm -hmm. in the years in my life where I didn't understand gift giving, it wasn't Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to give. It was because mainly. I couldn't. All I could give you was my time, you know? So I'm just grateful. Laughter, time, time, laughter, and conversations, and just being embodied with with each other. In this present moment. Because time is really very precious. It is expensive. (laughs) And so, first of all, thank you. Or should I say last of all? Because I've been saying first of all for the last hour. Um, so last of all, <laughs> thank you. And um, for, for spending time with me, because I know this is your break holiday time oh, and you're going okay. back to work soon. Um, but before you leave, um, we're going to play a game. Okay. Just three questions. Look, look, some people don't like games. They be like, uh-uh, no. I don't know what that means. Right, right. And um, I'm going to ask you, how was Family Day slash Thanksgiving? Because I really like saying Thanksgiving. But how was Family Day yesterday? It was really uh, good in a way. Um, you know, we just lost my aunt. Oh, and yes. so we buried aunt- Yes, yes, yes. We buried her uh, on last Saturday. Mm. And so... Just being without her, it was kind of like, oh, okay, and I remember how are we her gonna, too. Yeah, it's like, how are we mm-hmm. going to get through this? But 
you know, the family came through. My other aunt, my cousin, uh, my brother, everybody came over, came through. We ate. Your house? Uh, my mom's Okay, my so We ate together. Not the same place, obviously. No, we okay. ended up moving down okay. the street to Hidden Hills. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so Hidden Hills. we went know. back and we, went, we were over there and. It was still, it was kind of like old times again. We were all hanging out. So it was, it, it was something we needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very comforting. <laughs> yeah. And I got, look, I got to put, you got to put me on the map next year. We got to have us a reunion. I'll be like, mama, what's good? She going to be like, oh, Lord, child. Finna be laughing our food all out our mouths and stuff. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, but I got to come back. And I and I can't wait to be around Brittany, your brother. Yeah. Um, How you pronounce his name again? Ira. Ira. Yeah, Ira. Because I used to say Ira. I remember that. It used to be like, Ira. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and um your cousins yeah i just remember everybody i have some crazy pictures i gotta oh, yeah. find those pictures and send them <laughs> to you um but this is my sister she's a queen in her own right don't don't act like you don't know how to treat your kids she's gonna show up at your front door okay okay look and fly too how can i see your child <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. I'm here for your job. Right. But, um, you know, and um, would you say that you've enjoyed your career through this? Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I'm no longer in the business of knocking on doors. Okay. But <laughs> I'm still in the social service field. Okay. Um, but I could say being um, over, I want to say about 15 years now yeah. of, of doing this um, is very much, it's, 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 it's kind of like that comforting feeling of knowing that I'm helping others. Yeah. And so um, even though I might not be on the front line, um, I'm supervising those those people, but it's more. Okay. Of so you're now more mani- manage- managing. Yeah. Um, managing. And um, it was still, it's still comforting because we still have to assess. I think it's more so as long as I'm doing something that can help others. Okay. Um, I'm in the, I'm in the area I need to be. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. I love it. <laughs> either or. So Okay. You're either gonna do this or you're gonna do that. <laughs> okay. okay. Mm. Um concert or jazz club? Ooh. Like live jazz club or concert. Because I am a fan of music, I would say a concert. Okay, concert. Um me knowing your personality from back in the day to now, do you still like like crowds and getting out there and doing any and doing stuff like that, or would you rather? And I know I know you gave me your answer, <laughs> but I just feel like you were supposed to choose jazz club. <laughs> I just knew it. I knew she was gonna choose jazz club, no, and she I said mean, I concert. do like jazz clubs too. But I guess it depends on the artist. Um, yeah, I'm okay, not into. I, I definitely won't do a. Well, my husband would get me. I would go to an Outcast concert, okay. but um, outside of that, I wouldn't go to any other rap concert. It's more of I'm more of an R and B. If it's right. either, um, even if it's a jazz concert, but right. I just like if it's something I like to hear. I want to see it live. Um, right. but I do like jazz. I mean, I I would definitely do a jazz club yeah. too. Yeah. But so if you're asking me about crowds, um, I do rather. I would rather go to something more intimate. Yeah. Like yeah. a jazz lounge. Like a jazz jazz yeah. lounge. So you can so if you had no choice, then you would pick a concert. I mean not not if you have no choice. If you could only pick one, you would pick right. a concert. And it, it's kind of like a flip of the coin, depending on who who's Okay. Playing. So it just so, depends. Yeah. yeah, like I won't go to everyone's concert. No. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'll be like, you said what? <laughs> Right. Goody who? <laughs> yeah, no. no. Oh, because of my husband, I had to do a goody mob and outcast. Yeah. But yeah, I love outside outcast. of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I'd probably rather go to a jazz R and B type. Scene. Yeah, vibe. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay, this next one. Would you rather go to a winery or a farm? A winery. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> 
some people might be like, well, today I'm a farm girl. <laughs> no, I'm not. I need to smell some pigs. No, good on that. I would do a winery any day. <laughs> I need to see how to Twice get up on, on a donkey. <laughs> Twice on Sunday. <laughs> I, we weren't saying that. We still going to go to church. Okay. Oh, yeah. After we church. Still, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just a little. Because he church. turned the water. Into wine. Into wine. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> look, we sit here laughing about all this stuff, okay? Um, but okay. In the last question, was that the second question? Yes, that was. The last question is rock climbing, not like real rock climbing, but the indoor rock climbing, okay. <laughs> or something like one of those adult like trampoline houses. Like on a date for a date, because um, that's both hard. Them, both of them can't hurt you if you're not careful. Uh, Look at her; she being all protected. <laughs> Is that going to injure your elbow <laughs> or your kneecap? I need to know. But if I had to choose my my injury, it would probably come from a jump house. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to choose my injury, since you don't, you ain't gonna pick a safe spot. No safe. <laughs> Lady B, what's I good? Would do, I would do the jump house if okay. I had to choose. Because there's some bounciness yeah, and there's some, some cushion going on in there. Fun in there, but yeah, okay. I don't know, and I don't know how to climb like okay. no wall or nothing. So I'm, I'm gonna have to go with what I know. You want me to climb this one? Right. I mean, I see the little yeah, protruding I, things, but you want me to hold it too? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the jump house. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and for a date, too, I think that's a little cuter. You, yeah. you don't want to accidentally. I mean, because they do strap you yeah. to those, those. And I'm afraid uh, of heights, too. Yeah, so I'm tall, but I'm afraid of heights. I used to get on. I just remember that. <laughs> Quick memory. I used to get on her like, how are you afraid of these steps? Because I'm but higher you're than on most. Heels. I'm already looking higher than most. It's already. So now you already like, I'm high enough. High. <laughs> And right. now you want me to be higher? Right. right I'm like, can right. you get off the heels? It's already six inch right yeah, here. Mm. I love you, sis. <laughs> I love, I love you, man. Oh, God. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, this is my father used to say. And I'm telling you right now, I want you to subscribe if you haven't. Stop playing around with us. Subscribe. We are trying to move and groove and grow and in the next few months we hope that if you have your own businesses and you want us to partner with you and you want to be a patron and subscribe and just kind of have uh like maybe a monthly um subscription to us we can during commercials talk about your business so if you can partner with us and be a patron we will greatly and truly appreciate it uh, my name is Lady Bose. Y'all say bye to Keisha because, look, you will be seeing her. But if you're trying to follow her and just kind of catch up with her life a little bit more, is there any social media that you share uh, that you'd I'm, like to put out there? Or are you more private? I'm kind of private. Okay. But, uh, I am starting my own business. So when we come okay. back, I will get that out to you all. <laughs> I love that, though. You see how she set it up? <laughs> So don't act like you don't know when you see her again, okay? Because we're going to be talking about your business and some of your other things. I want to talk about your daughter a little more, too. So there's so many things I did not have time to ask. But, again, this is what it's all about here. My father used to say testimonials that will, you know, encourage others um, with a perspective of how uh, their foundational upbringing helped their successes today. Mm -hmm. So, Thank you for being on the show. I know I've been saying thank you, but it really, truly (laughs) is an honor to interview you. you. Yes, I love you. And have a good day, you guys. I'll see you next time on My Father Used to Say. Bye, guys. Bye.